0: They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life, and we're sending out good vibes and prayers and, and best wishes to people all over the globe and people with a lot of challenges. And speaking of challenges, not only has it been a difficult time for so many, but there are also many things that we go through individually, couples, families, and throughout our lives, many challenges that we have that often... Take us away from what's important and also help us sometimes lose sight because of them, lose sight because of what happens. And what's so very, very important is that we make sure that we find ways, that we have ways to actually take care of ourselves, to grow ourselves, to grow our mindset, and to get into a a place within ourselves where we can feel more positive and more successful and more joyful. And one of the ways to do that is to really grow what's called your growth mindset, and I'm going to leave that to our Dr. Lena Clark, who's really going to talk about what that means and what we can do to grow our own mindsets, to overcome fear and limitation, and to really live our lives to the fullest. Dr. Lena Clark is the CEO of Miracle Mind Global, LLC. Dr. Clark is also an author and a certified mindset coach, and she helps people train their growth mindset. Your growth mindset is the gateway to positive beliefs, behaviors, and, as well as emotions that can bring about opportunity and positivity to your life so that you can be on a trajectory for more success and more happiness. As a certified mindset coach, Dr. Lena also helps her clients uncover the beliefs, blocks, behaviors, as well as habits that prevent them from living life to the fullest and having a bright career, or a healthy relationship that's so deserved. And her book, *An Amazing Mind*, is a wonderful, soulful journey that turns tragedy into triumph. Welcome, Dr. Lena Clark. How are you?
2: I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. White.
1: It's my pleasure. And. You know, this book is very, very powerful, and you've been through so much, and and the book really is on its own course in terms of sharing a little bit about what happened on your journey. So what I want to ask you first is why did you write this book, and there are so many personal pieces in it as well.
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, The purpose for writing the book was I wanted to, the world to know what it was like to live with someone that was struggling with mental health. And that individual in my life was my husband. And losing him to suicide in 2008 and not knowing he was struggling with schizophrenia the entire time. And the signs were ignored. I did not know the signs. So many individuals are living with loved ones, spouses, whatever the relationship is with that individual, and they don't know what is causing the behavior of that person. So that was the purpose of writing it, to educate people, to give them resources, and to share my story, my
1: journey. So... Tell us a little bit about what, what some of, now everybody's different, and so some of what your husband was going through is not necessarily what everybody with, with mental illness goes through, but what were some of the signs that can be overlooked, not only by people around the, the, the loved one, but also sometimes by oneself?
2: Yes, well, you know, some of the signs, you know, and especially, Dr. White, because of what the challenges that many people are facing today, you know, due to COVID and uh, losing their jobs and operating out of fear right now. And and a lot of the signs that I tell individuals to look for is to look for behavioral and the mood modification, withdrawal symptoms. Uh, Again, it depends on the individual if they've been diagnosed, depending on their diagnosis, and they may not have been. But many people are operating out of fear factor right now, so sometimes people withdraw. Sometimes people may lash out at their loved ones because of the fear, and they're angry, and they don't know how to express themselves. Some individuals self-medicate, you know, whether it's drugs, alcohol, and they try to mask what they're going through. So these are some of the signs that I tell loved ones to pay attention, do not ignore. Sometimes they will often give you signs verbally. You know, I'm thinking about killing myself, and we brush that off. Oh, you're fine. You're not going to do it. If that's the case, take it serious. And I just say, pay attention. We need to spend more time with our loved ones and understanding. And most of the time, people just want a listening ear.
1: you know it's yes they want to um, they, and they also want to make sure that that what they're going through the difficulties is is not overlooked yeah and it can be a very confusing time not just for the person who has all these symptoms but the the family members the loved ones so what were you going through at the time when when you were seeing some of this behavior not understanding it and what was the, what was going on with you as well as with the relationship with your husband?
2: Well, what I was experiencing, you know, Dr. White, was I was in denial. I would say I didn't know. Of course, every marriage has their ups and downs. And my husband was masking very well. He never wanted me to know that he was struggling. It was in his generation on his mother's side. Was three generations, his mother and grandmother. And again, I didn't find that out until after his death, and that's when it was actually exposed. And his family started talking about it. And I saw him decline as he progressed in age, and that normally happens a lot of times with men because they don't talk about it. And so it was overwhelming with him. He couldn't he couldn't hide it anymore. He tried to self medicate. And so I just took it. I just, when I say I took it as the wife, as the entrepreneur, as his helpmate, I tried to do everything. We had young children at the time. They were just five and six. So like we do as women, you know, we are often like, we're stretched like rubber bands. So I was doing it all. And, again, not paying attention to his withdrawals. And on his good days, he was the best husband. So, you know, again, those are the things that I was struggling with. There were times that, you know, I did not take care of myself because I was just picking up the pieces, and but I was still going at the same time. So that's why it's so important that I share this information because a lot of individuals, whether it's the wife or the husband, it, it can happen on both sides. To so pay attention, why are they dropping the ball? Why are they not involved like they normally um, would be? within the relationship or the household.
1: You know, and, and it could also happen to a, a child. I've seen many children, not many, but I've seen children who mm-hmm. also their behavior starts to change. They mm-hmm. withdraw, they get more isolated, they get more depressed, and that's also a sign. So what's what's so important is, again, if you're noticing any kind of changes in a loved one, Pay attention to it, like Doctor, Le- like you're saying, because it it could be a sign of something deeper. Something yes. really needs to be addressed. So, what happened after your husband's suicide to your children and to you? What what was what was the journey like afterwards? A little bit to share with our listeners.
2: Yes, well, after the suicide, it was um, very traumatic. My husband, you know, didn't show any signs. Again, people often ask, well, did you not see the signs? Did you know? Did you hear anything? And the question was no. And because, again, he masked very well and he knew. Oftentimes I was told after the fact I was the last one that he was going to share his demise with. That He, was he wanted to protect he
0: you.
2: you. Yes. Yeah, he, well, he was protecting me because he told many that he was going to kill his wife as well, but they didn't share that until after he was gone. And so many times I thought, well, he had taken the kids to school that morning, came back, went to our business that we built together. Many things went through my mind. I said, well, he could have killed the kids on the way, taken them to school. who came back, just blown me away, and then killed himself. But God kept me here for a reason, and that's why I'm so adamant about The mindset uh, Miracle Mind Global in sharing my journey because God allows us to go through something such as this. We all have something that we go through, and we are to share with individuals. We're not to allow it to lie dormant within ourselves. My kids were very young, five and six, so they really didn't understand what happened to their father. They just came home from school and knew their dad was gone, and so. They actually went to counseling for a while, and I did for a minute, but I had to make sure that they were okay first. And my son, you know, because him losing his father as a young male, and me being a mother and not knowing, again, um, how was it going to turn out because I didn't want him to be a statistic. And so now he's 19, and he's doing very well. So talking about it. I always made it a conversation piece. I always made sure that I was available. I didn't hide anything. I remember when my first books arrived, and my daughter was the one that opened the box, and she took one of the books to her room, and she just started weeping. And I didn't want to expose it. Did you talk?
1: Sorry, no, I'm sorry. Did you talk to your children about your book because your book is very, you know, does have personal aspects about their father? Did they know about the book and feel good about it before it came out, or how did you present it?
2: They knew. They were there along the journey. I always kept them involved, but they didn't know the specifics. And so I wanted them to know before the world knew. And so I just sat down with them and shared little bits and pieces so they could understand because it was a lot for them to consume. Right. And um, it's been there along the journey the entire time.
1: So, you know, from, from did you feel guilty at all? Did you feel that it was, and, I, and it wasn't, but, but oftentimes mm-hmm. when... A loved one dies, even if it, it' not by suicide. We 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 always feel we didn't do, we could have done something more. Or we didn't do enough, or whatever. Did you got, go through any of those feelings at all?
2: I did. I, I felt I was angry more than guilt. And the reason why I felt angry is because I was there for my husband. I was by his side unconditional love, sacrificing my corporate job to support his vision, not knowing the entire time. My husband wanted to start a ministry doing what he was struggling with. Wow. Because he understood. He understood. I never asked any questions. I just supported him. so I said to myself, if anyone would understand, it would have been me. But maybe he had fear thinking, okay, I wouldn't have accepted it or I would have left him. But I never did. I always filled in the gap. I always made myself available for whenever he wasn't able to stand up to the plate. So there was anger there for a long time. But then again, throughout the counseling and support that I was given, I started to understand that it was the blockage that he was struggling with. And he was tired.
1: And, you know, you, you, you went through a lot, and your, and your family went through a lot. So this book, like I said, is powerful. And also you talk a lot, not only in your books, but in what you're putting out to the world, about a growth mindset. So tell our listeners what that means and, and what that means for, for each one of us. What, what is a growth mindset, Dr. Lena?
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, growth mindset. Of course, we have the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. And, and you know, the way we think about ourselves and our abilities to shape our lives and how we think, you know, intellectually and our talents often affects the way we feel. And it also affects what we achieve, you know, whether we stick to new habits or gain habits or develop new skills. And when we talk about the growth mindset, you know, um, it it really means that you believe your intelligence and talents can be developed over time. You want to grow. You want to expand your way of thinking. Whereas a fixed mindset means that you believe that intelligence will remain the same, fixed, that it's not going to grow. Um, so if you're not good at something, you might believe you'll never be good at it. So that's the difference when I say and I expound and I talk about growth mindset, getting out of the box, out of the comfort zone. And it should be all about growth mindset and encouraging people to adopt an, a positive outlook on learning. And so there, there are various um, examples that I explore and that I share with individuals how they can develop a growth mindset. And it's basically believing that you can achieve whatever you set your mind
1: to do. And you know, I think that's so very important too. And I think that we are here to be lifelong learners, among so many other things on our journey. And yeah, if you close your mind off, like you're saying that that we, it's we're in this fixed state and don't have the ability to learn and to grow and and to enrich our lives and do more things, and that, that then we're static. And yeah. we are far from static. So it. So it is incredibly important to be able to, like you say, shift that perception and see ourselves in a new light. So, can can you share one one method or, or a little bit of it in terms of how we do that, how we shift that level of awareness to being more expansive than contracted?
2: Yeah. Well, sure. Examples such as growth mindset versus fixed. You know, having a growth mindset, embracing flaws, your mistakes, opportunities for growth, accepting setbacks as part of the learning process and feeling empowered to reach those goals versus to already having a fixed mindset, hiding the flaws and mistakes, feeling ashamed about failure and giving up easily, not wanting to move forward, and feeling unmotivated to strive for or achieve goals. So these are some of the examples. The fixed mindset, again, not wanting to move forward. Oftentimes, many people have been told they can't do anything, even as children, as you mentioned earlier, that have been traumatized. And many times, such as what I went through with my husband and finding out, and I'm shifting here, he was traumatized as a child by his mother. And men received it. They accept rejection very different than we do. So he was never able to get over that. So we have to be very careful when we're raising our children and what we tell them, the examples that we set in front of them, because they remember that. Their brains are are just starting to learn, and they're still very new. You've heard of the saying, like sponges. So they remember those things, and so they have the fixed mindset. And if you've told those things over and over throughout your childhood, oh, you'll never amount to anything, you're not good at this, that's a fixed mindset. They're not going to believe that they can grow. So,
1: You know, what you're saying are, is so very important because we do need to be able to to raise our children to believe that they have such mu- so much potential and that they can grow and they're not fixed. And so, you mm-hmm. know, what you're what you're saying is so very important and in terms of your of your life given the fact that your husband uh killed himself and committed suicide you could have you could have been in total depression you could have kind of enclosed yourself vacuum in a vacuum but you chose something else which is also an example of a growth mindset you utilize the pain and the struggle and the learning and the from from that to want to help others so that they didn't have to go through that, to give the other people, Dr. Clark, a, a level of awareness that you didn't have, which is a beautiful you know a beautiful way to be to be able to come from that that sadness, that that trauma, that that tragedy, like you did, and to shift it around. And to utilize that as a way to help bring other people up and give them tools and awareness so that they don't have to go through what you and your and your children endured, so bravo for that. So
2: yeah. hmm?
1: tell us a little bit about how we can improve our concentration. A lot of people, are, yes. especially when somebody is stressed or upset, people have trouble f- focusing. People have trouble concentrating on things. And yet we, you know, in terms of jobs and what we need to do for in our lives, that's something that's important. What do we do to, to be able to get into that?
2: Yes. Yeah, some of the things that I would suggest and recommend that individuals, you know, define your goal, define what you want to do so that you will have a clear vision. It's so important that we create a clear vision. And looking at the bigger picture, a lot of times individuals don't even know how to start or what they want to do. And that's why it's so important to have someone to understand you, to understand your journey, because everyone's not going to understand you. Everyone's not meant to go where you're going. And being a mindset coach, I often tell, share it with individuals. Have an accountability partner. If you can, reach out to a coach, a life coach, a mindset coach, someone that's going to hold you accountable and hold your hand throughout the process. Uh, stay positive. Uh, break goals into manageable tasks. Get organized. It's important that you get organized because when you're not focused and there's a lot going on, A lot of times people just aren't organized. They're all over the place because of fear. They're afraid to take on the task. And procrastination is another fear factor. We hold on to things because we're we're afraid of the new change. We're afraid of the knowing and the unknown as well. You
1: know, those are very powerful and, and Mm -hmm. sorry, and very important.
0: I'm, I'm...
1: I'm thinking about a little bit about mental health because basically what what your husband went through was was really you know, he was his mental health his his yeah. state of feeling good about himself and about life was mm-hmm. compromised. What do people need to do to create not only for their loved ones but for themselves some I mean the word mental health. How do we how do we stay healthy mentally?
2: You're absolutely right. I mean it, his life was compromised throughout his child starting as a child. He wanted more. I was really I was angry but I was at peace because he was able to accomplish everything that he wanted to accomplish with me supporting him. And I was It was great because he was able to do that, because I understood him. He would often ask me, why do you put up with me? And it was because I took our marriage serious. I took our friendship serious. And that is what we're supposed to do. If you're connected with someone as family members, as I stated earlier, pay attention. There's always someone that's going to be weaker than you. There's always going to be someone that's going to be stronger than you. And the stronger ones are to help the
1: weaker ones. So, with that being said, so parent, in terms of have... our mental health, whether it's mm-hmm. again, whether you're talking about your partner or or your children or a friend or your or a family member or yourself, what do we need to do to create more positive, resilient mental health? What do we individually need to do? What are some recommendations that you have for people today to ensure that that they are on the right track for, for creating more optimal, positive mental health for themselves?
2: Right. As I was just stating, just get in tune with someone that can assist you because many aren't able to do it alone. This is something you cannot do by yourself. But if you have no choice and don't have support, I recommend that you maintain a positive mindset Find positive affirmations that you can repeat on a daily basis. I make it a habit to post positive affirmations in the groups because a lot of people have no one. When they wake up in the morning, that's it. And so it's important that we say those things because you speak those things into existence.
1: Um, you know, it's also important the- to make sure that we connect with people. I was talking to somebody Yes. The other day, and because of the, the, you know, what's been going on with the pandemic and and distancing, mm-hmm. she said, "I feel so isolated. I a, and I don't talk to people the way I used to. I don't. I don't feel that I'm interacting mm-hmm. with people." And and she, I said, "Are you depressed?" She says, "Yeah, I'm feeling really depressed." And that's a sign too. Mm-hmm that our mental health is being affected. So what you're saying is you're talking about maybe reaching out to a professional, but also so important to reach out, like you said earlier, to someone that gets you, that's someone who wants to listen, who who can hear and, yeah. and empathize and help, you know, just mm-hmm. understand or just be there. Sometimes Correct. just having that is mm-hmm. so powerful and can help us yeah. not feel alone and feel more connected.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the key. We have to stay connected because no man is an island. We were not created to be alone. And because, again, due to the pandemic, many people are operating up from the fear factor, the fear of the known and unknown, not going around individuals. Am I going to catch COVID? You know, how is that other person going to feel by me being in there? space as well. So it's not always about that person. They're also concerned about how the other person is thinking about them. And so they're just afraid they don't deal with it. So that's why I mentioned find a supportive partner, supportive person that can hold you accountable, reaching out to a life coach. It doesn't have to be a professional such as a psychiatrist or a psychologist, just someone that can coach you on a regular basis and just be there. You know, and that's what Milk of Mind Global is about. On call 24-7, no matter what time it is, if you need someone to talk to, we're available. And, and, and also not judging because none of us have the right to judge anyone because we all experience something on a different level. And so, again, those are some of the things that I um, put out there is that you find someone that you can connect with, that you can trust, and know that it's going to be Okay.
1: You know that's an important piece too to to know that to know that it's going to be okay to 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 recognize that you can shift, that you can grow, that you can change, yes. that and that's important, and that you can get the help and the support that you need and and Dr. Lena Clark, that's very positive, very powerful. Why did you call your book what an amazing Mind? I love the title. Tell us a little bit about that before we close.
2: Yes, I, you know, I'm great about the title. And we all have amazing minds, regardless of what we grow, go through, whether we're suffering with depression, having suicidal thoughts, uh, where we want to give up on life. We have an amazing mind. And we can't afford to allow our setbacks to take over. We can't allow the traumatization, whatever we've gone through in the past. The past is the past. And so that's why I call it an amazing mind, because you are an amazing individual. And you can decide it's your choice whether you want to remain fixed within that amazing mind or if you want to grow within an amazing mind. And if you notice, I put on this bottom, uh, the scripture, because that's one of my favorite ones, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound
1: mind.
2: And that itself says that you have an amazing mind.
1: But it's up to you. Yes. And and I believe that. I totally believe that, too. Dr. Lena Clark, tell people how they can get a hold of your book and learn more about how to grow their growth mindset and how they can connect with you.
2: Absolutely. Uh, My book is available on Amazon. Uh, It's titled An Amazing Mind by Lena G. Clark. And you can also email me at MiracleMindGlobal at gmail.com. My website is www.LenaGClark.com. You can also reach me via phone, and the number is 678-580-6720. Again, One. I'm going to repeat the Mm-hmm. If yeah. I can, I can repeat the phone. Um, yes, it's 678-580-6720. Eight, eight,
1: Beautiful. And what do you want our listeners, I call this power your life, what do you want our listeners to know about their mindset and powering their, their, their lives today?
2: Yeah. You know, what I would like to leave with individual is to um, challenge yourself. Um, just know that you can do whatever you set your mind to do. And um, don't allow individuals to tell you that you can't do anything. Pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to yourself. We often neglect who we are by paying attention to everyone else. So now is the time to focus on you. And that's what I want to leave with individuals, that you're able to do whatever you set your mind to do. And I want to also correct, the last part of the phone number, I'm sorry, is 0672, 5800672 to the listeners.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Lena G. Clark. Have a beautiful day, and thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you.
2: You're welcome, and thank you so much for having me.
1: My pleasure. So thank <clears throat> excuse me, think about what Dr. Gina G. Clark talked about because your mindset isn't fixed. You, you're, you, you have the ability to learn, to grow, to be more expansive rather than contractive. And that's so important. And you can make the, take those steps and grow yourself on a daily basis. So think about that, and those little steps add up to bigger steps. That you can, you have the ability and the wherewithal to power your life and even power your day each and every day by just taking some steps and following some of the directions from Dr. Lena Clark. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to docwhite, d o c w h i t e dot org, or drjoannwhite dot com. And find out more how I can help you. And remember, you do have the ability. You are more powerful than you realize. And you can move forward and you can grow your mindset. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for joining us.
0: You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.